as women, when we get into our late 30s and early 40s, we start to have better boundaries. We start to have better discernment. We start to put up with less shenanigans from people around us, from from life in general, right? Like we're like, okay, I would I put up with that in my 20s. I'm not doing that anymore. Our body does the exact same thing. The same way that we as women become stronger, more communicative, have better boundaries, our body does the same thing. And she gets better at communicating with us and saying, no more shenanigans. Like you cannot eat an entire chocolate cake and be able to function the next day. Drink a bottle of tequila. You're like, you're out for a couple of days. Like I can't, I'm not doing it. And in our twenties, we're like, <sighs> sure, no problem. Like we really start to ignore the, the communication that our body is giving us. Hello and welcome to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach, teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high-vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is so, so good. I bring on guest Kestrel Stervanak who is an essential oil educator, a yoga and Pilates instructor, and who teaches chakra, chakra work for those who are not into the woo-woo. And I say that because Kestrel does a beautiful job of going through each chakra in this episode, really breaking it down from an emotional level so you can relate and it, so it can make sense to you and so you can get more in tune with your body, which is so important for us women, especially to listen to our body and recognize what our body is saying and recognize when we need to lean into that. So you are in for such a great conversation today, such a good education on meeting your glow, which the episode will be called Meet in Your Glow. And really, we don't even talk about essential oils that much. So if you're not into that, that's not what the episode is truly about. You will love it. I really think you will. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. Today, as always, I have a great guest on. I'm very, very excited about what we're going to be talking about. We have Kestrel on the podcast, and she is going to be bringing so much knowledge on the chakra system, hormones, essential oils, and all the things in between. So you can have a more aligned life from the outside and the inside. So welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I oh, I cannot wait to get into all the things we talked about earlier. But before we get into those juicy topics, I love to ask, my first question from my guests is how do you align your glow and soul? Oh, um, with oils, <laughs> primarily, like primarily my, my top thing for all things is I look for oils and that's actually what, um, prompted me to start with my oil kit was because I was working, I was doing chakra work. So I also do chakra work. I do meditation. I teach yoga, I'm a Pilates instructor, um, very, very rooted in magic and nature. And those are all the ways that I get my glow and feel my soul is aligned. I also get a lot of that from, from being a mom 
like being a mom is one of the best things that I've ever gotten to do. And, and as a mom, we have to feed ourselves, right? Like we have to really know how to support ourselves from the inside out. Um, so in doing all of these things, I tend to get really depleted and I find that oils are the best way to like bring that depletion level back to where I need it to be like immediately. I love all that. And well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But one more question. So yes, what brought you on to this journey of looking into the chakra system and oils and really starting to live a healthier lifestyle? Uh, that's an awesome question too. Um, so I got into chakra work because my, one of my best friends was like, Hey, do you want to be part of my chakra sisterhood? And I was like, that'll be fun. That sounds super cute. And it was not fun and it was not cute. And it was, it was like deep, right? It was deep and profound and hard. And every week the sisterhood would get together and we would just be like pouring our hearts out and crying and like, this one's kicking my butt. Like, this is so hard. And so I looked to, I looked to oils because I was like, I know I need something to support myself and everything I could, I just Googled like essential oils and chakras. And I was like, this is so unsatisfying. I know what these oils can do. I worked with them for eight years now. At the time I had worked for them for about four. I knew the oils really well. And what I could find on the chakras and what I was experiencing and on what they were offering was like, it was like this, like they were not crossing and it was so unsatisfying. And I was like, I know that there is more to this, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. And my passion is hormones. So as a 47-year-old woman, again, when I started this, I was 41. We start menopause in when we're 36, right? Perimenopause starts for most women at 36 years old, which I find crazy that no one knows. When I tell people that, they're like, What? Like we think of menopause and perimenopause as this like brief period of time mm-hmm. where like I'm in menopause and then like some, for some people it's harder for, there's like a betrayal feeling. There's this, there's this funny connotation with being in menopause. And I found out that, no, it's perimenopause. We all start around 35, 36 years old. The hormones start to deplete because we're no longer needing to be so fertile. Um, we, and it's decades. We live in this perimenopausal state for decades. So I got really fascinated by hormones because my hormones are shifting. They're changing. I also have a history of having a pretty severe eating disorder. Um, I almost died from my eating disorder when I was 28. Um, really, really depleted my body. If you want to know how to really blow up your endocrine system and all of your hormones, that's a really good way is to almost die from starvation. Um, so I've really built myself back up with a lot of different things. And so, um, oils were definitely one of those tools, but also looking at the emotional component of, of why, of why that was happening, of, of why my hormones were doing what they were doing. So I looked at oils and I was like, okay, I've gotten a really good regimen for how to use the oils. And my girlfriend was like, why don't you take what you know about hormones and mix it with what you know about chakras? And it was like, Oh my God, the lights went on so big. I remember being so excited when I started to do some research and there wasn't a lot available at the time, but I was like, they even line up physically in your body besides Mm -hmm. the root chakra, which is located at your perineum. There's no gland at your perineum, but your adrenals are your survival response. 
So your root chakra is your survival, all things survival. Your adrenals are your survival response to that. And I was like, they line up so perfectly within the body and with what they mean within the chakras. And so it's been so fascinating to, to dig and dive deeper into that. So I took the oils and their physical properties. And I have this big oil Bible that I use. And so for each for each gland, it had several oils, like 12 oils. And I was like, well, I can't make blends with like 12 to 15 oils in that. <laughs> I just kind of intuitively asked the oils. I was like, who wants to come and play with me? And at the time, I remember a couple of them. And I was like, I don't understand why these are supposed to be together. I just knew they were. So my process is to take all the bottles and like open them up and then go and like smell all of them at once. And so there were a couple that I was like, I don't understand why this has to be in this blend, but it does. And so I blended them up and I learned more about the chakras from the oils that showed up to play in those blends than anything else that I've done. Mm, oh my gosh. It's so awesome. I love that. Thank you. That was a long answer. No, to that's that, question. that was like the journey, which is beautiful. Um, okay. So you have been on this journey for a long time. And it sounds like you've done a lot of research on all the things that you are passionate about to then create this avenue where people can learn more about hormones and their um, interplay with the chakra system, which I think is super important because our chakra system is connected to everything. It is, you know, literally the energy in our bodies and how we feel and what we do and what we're not able to do. So let's talk about, okay, let's go through the chakra system and then, um, we can go in so many directions, the hormones. So maybe let's just talk about what you said earlier, the perimenopause, um, that starts at, you know, 35, 36 and how women can support that system. So what I want to say about perimenopause, which I think is really important for us as women to understand is we have to shift, shift our perspective of it, of it not being a betrayal of our body, of it not being something that our body is no longer doing for us. But as women, when we get into our late 30s and early 40s, we start to have better boundaries. We start to have better discernment. We start to put up with less shenanigans from people around us, from from life in general, right? Like we're like, okay, I would I put up with that in my 20s. I'm not doing that anymore. Our body does the exact same thing, the same way that we as women become stronger, more communicative, have better boundaries. Our body does the same thing. And she gets better at communicating with us and saying, no more shenanigans. Like you cannot eat an entire chocolate cake and be able to function the next day. Drink a bottle of tequila. You're like, you're out for a couple of days. Like I can't, I'm not doing it. And in our twenties, we're like, <sighs> sure, no problem. Like we really start to ignore the, the communication that our body is giving us and our, um, our menstrual cycle is really like the most profound communication system that we have in our body. If you know how to track your cycle and really look at it, you can tell what's going on with your thyroid. You can tell what's going on with your adrenal system. You can tell what's going on with your pancreas, with your, with all of the other organs in your system. If you know how to listen and we don't want to listen, mm -hmm. we want quick fixes. We want things to be the way we want them to be, but we also want to eat our cake. We also want to drink the bottle of tequila mm -hmm. and in our twenties, we can get away with it. We're like, it's fine. And then all of a sudden we hit that place where our body's like, you really can't do this anymore. <laughs> and it's not a betrayal. 
it's our bodies like taking us and being like, no more shenanigans, take care of yourself. It's such a beautiful, oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful connection that we get. And our body will tell us every single month how we're doing Mm. or how are we doing physically? How are we doing with our diet? Are we getting enough water? Are we getting enough sleep? How is your stress level? So when people talk to me about hormonal shifts that they're experiencing and they say it started at this time, I say, what happened? Like what stress and trauma occurred at that point in time? And it almost every single time is traced back to the, I had a really traumatic, stressful time at work, or this happened in my life. And it's like, yes, your body has been talking to you for all of this time. Have you been listening? And Mm -hmm. stress is one of those things that, especially as women, and especially in this society, we glorify stress, right? We, you always hear women talking about like, oh, I'm going on like three hours of sleep for the last like six nights. I'm so exhausted. But it's like this, this point of pride of like, but look at how well I'm doing. Like, look at how well I'm standing here. We never hear women being like, oh, I took a three hour nap. It was glorious. Like, I feel so good right now. I do that. (laughs) Do you? That's, I want every woman to start to like, like, I want us to dive into that. Like, I am resting my body. I'm taking such good care of myself. I ate the most beautiful salad and like, like I'm nurturing and nourishing my body. And like, I'm right on with my supplements and I got enough sleep and I'm getting enough water. And like, I feel so good. And we don't, we live in a society that's like glorify stress. And then when we, when the stress is right in our face and we're starting to shut down, like our body is so depleted that we're shutting down, we want to blame it on everything else or feel betrayed by our body. When our body's like, please just take care of me. Like, please just like, let me take a nap. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I agree a hundred percent. And I think you're right. We I don't know why we think it's cool to, oh, wait, like in my, I just had this conversation with my friend and how I go to bed so early. And she's like, what? I was like, yes, no, I go to bed at like eight 30. Cause I get up at five. I need my sleep. It's not a, a wish for it, hope for it. No, no. It's a priority because I can't function without it. And she's like, well, sometimes I go to bed at one. I'm like, mom, you're, you are a mom of three lady. You need more rest. And she's like, well, I'm like, no, there's no, well, there's a figure it out because as you said, your body is only going to put up with that for so long before then other things start happening. So I love that you say that because we need to listen more to our bodies. They are very smart entities. The glorifying the hustle is crazy when it's like, the the, I want to see the glorification of like the napping and the going to bed early and the like getting enough water. And I, I feel like there are some shifts in that direction, but there's more of the, like, look what I can withstand. Mm -hmm. Like we feel some sort of like, I also think as women, and I love that this is, aligns and glow because I feel like every woman has light and this brightness inside of her. And we, as women really try to meet each other. We meet each other where the other person is. We are so good at like, if your light is dimmed, I want to dim my light so that you won't feel overshadowed. Right. But I think that is the worst thing we can do for each other. We start to do this at around 10 and 11 and 12 years old, where, where little girls start to meet in their misery. They start to meet in their pain. They start to meet in the, this is what's happening to me. They feel compassion from other people. They start to connect that way. So we want to meet in our, our misery. We want to meet. It's so 
rare that you hear like, hey, how's it going? And people are like, amazing. Like <laughs> this is going on and I have this happening and I'm so excited about this and like, oh, this is glorious. No, we meet and are like, oh, well, like I had a fight with my husband and like the kids are like impossible right now and whatever it is, we meet in our misery. Mm-hmm. And I want us to meet in that glow. I want us to meet in that shine and in that which is why I was so excited about meeting with you because I know that's what you're doing is you're teaching women how to shine. And what you do when you turn on your light is that you give permission to the woman you're with to shine her light too. And can you imagine if we were all like bright and shiny when we were meeting each other that we were like, ah. and I find with the work that I do, I will ask women to brag. Mm. And I, I feel like bragging is one of those things that like we have so much shame and so much like, judgments about and the fastest way to make a woman cry is to tell her to brag for two minutes <laughs> it will like bring her to her knees faster than anything else you ask her to do it's crazy and I'm like no we need to get good at bragging we need to be, get good and when you get to watch a woman who really embraces and is like oh my thighs are glorious my butt is beautiful like my skin is glowing and I love my hair like you just you just are like mesmerized by her and you start to see it in her but you also start to see it in yourself and like find those places in yourself that you can shine that you can let your brilliance come out of you Mm, yes absolutely and I ooh, I love what you said about bragging and how we greet each other with misery and I think that I'm going to take that. So I work full time and I have, you know, 10 people I supervise and I always, you know, check in every day and say, Hey, how are you doing? And most of my employees are women and the same response. I'm okay. Or I'm good. There's never this like response of I'm good. And I did this and I got this and I had a great weekend. You're so right on that. So I love that you said that I'm going to switch up my, and I'm going to say this now moving forward to my staff. Okay. What, what did you accomplish today? What went well for you today? What made you feel good? Because we've got to start changing our language and how we respond to these greetings, because it's so sad. We have a, most of us have pretty good lives and we don't think about it. We take it for granted or we, you know, bask in, as you said, our misery of what didn't go well versus what is going well. Right. And that's where we turn our attention. And when our attention is turned that way, that's what we get more of. But when we turn our attention to what's going well, and again, I really want us to reclaim bragging. Like, mm. There's nothing wrong with pride. There's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself. And, and when you take it up that extra notch of then brag about it, right? Like we're told not to brag and we're told that pride is one of the seven deadly sins, which I think is completely absurd and completely crazy. And like such a good way of suppressing humans, right? Is to be like, don't feel pride. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't be happy about your accomplishments. Like, being humble. I, I feel like there's a place for humility and for being humble, but there is also this need for reclamation of brag, like, and let it come out in these. And I think even when you can find the places where you brag about the things that you're uncomfortable about of like, you know what, like, I love my cellulite. I love my wrinkle, like my crow's feet. And I love my judgment. And like, I love my bitchiness. And like, like, these are some things that we can take back and claim for ourselves that like, when you say it, you're like, oh, I can love all of it. I can love all of me. Mm. And I can let that be apparent to everyone around me because it gives them permission to, to then love their cellulite and love their 
love whatever it is that like sometimes we feel like oh nobody needs to see this yes yes Mm, okay I love that so if you're listening to this what did you love about yourself today that's homework number one (laughs) um okay back to backing up a little bit um would love to get into some of the things that you teach upon with the integration of you know chakra work and healing and hormones and just how you mix all that magic together because that's pretty awesome thank you um so I have I've been developing a couple of different courses that are like I call it hot mess to goddess is my is my like <laughs> signature program because when I was trying to come up with like my branding I was like what am I really good at and I was like well I'm a hot mess like most of the time so I'm super good at that But I also have this ability to step into my goddess self, to meet her and and be her and to be with her in this really beautiful way. And I feel like every woman I've ever met is two steps away from hot mess or goddess, right? Like we oscillate between these two and it can change like that. I'm a, I'm a goddess. I feel great. I'm all put together. I'm good. And then I have tear stains on my cheeks because something just happened. And a lot of that has to do with hormones because of the way that hormones shift, hormones shift with the amount of sleep that we're getting, the amount of water, what we're eating, like they shift with everything. So it doesn't take much for us to go from hot mess to goddess. And then when you consider the chakras, which you were saying is like everything chakras to me are really our core belief system about ourselves, right? Like our chakras are really where we define and become who we are there are core beliefs and each every each of the chakras has their own connection right so root chakra is your core belief about money so if you're trying to manifest more money and you have all the affirmations and you're like money comes easily to me but your core belief is that money is the root of all evil Mm -hmm. for an example you're not going to be able to attract money because your fear is going to be that it's going to make you evil so you have to go in and chakras are such a good place to dig in and find out where those core beliefs come from. And I actually find that asking the inner child, which is really the basis for the work that I do with root chakra, is asking your inner child, what do you believe about money? Because a lot of times grownups, we know what we're supposed to believe about money, but it's hard for us to get to like, what do we actually believe and think about it? But you ask your inner child and she's like this, like she will tell you immediately. And then you have something to work with. And then you're always welcome to keep your core beliefs if they're serving you. Like I'm never saying that you, that your core beliefs are wrong or that you can't keep them. But I also want to give women the opportunity to change them, mm-hmm. to, to, to make choices, right? So that instead of living a life of being in your triggers all of the time, which is what brings us to hot mess, right? We get triggered and we have an emotional reaction. It that's off this hormonal cascade in our body. And then we're like screaming at the self checkout stand. Like I didn't put anything into the bag. What do you mean? You know, like, like we break down, we have these triggers that like explode. And, and if you do the work and you get down into it and you know where your triggers happen and what they feel like as they come up, you then have a choice. So really this work to me is about making the choice We don't always have the choice to go into hot mess, but we do. We actually have a choice to feel the trigger coming on and then pivot and Mm -hmm. then to curve. And 
a big part of that goddess to me is chosen so intentionally because goddess is goddess is not just light and love goddess is also the shadow it's mm-hmm. the shame it's it's all of the things where someone told us that we were not valuable that we were not lovable that we were not worthy in some way and so we feel like nobody can ever see that part of myself again because it's not lovable and when you go to those places and you incorporate them back in because you can't hide them anyway right like the more we try to hide them the more apparent they are to everyone else and we're like why does this keep coming up why does this keep happening the same way it's because Mm -hmm. the more you push back the more it the more of that comes up for you So the goddess is really about incorporating even the darkness, even the shadow side, even the shame, even the guilt, even the, again, it's, it's taking it and being like, I love my cellulite. I love my judgment. I, I love that place in me that screams at my kids this morning because I got so upset. I love that. I just screams at the self-checkout stands, like, like taking those things and bringing them back into us. And it, and it does have to do with, again, our core beliefs about who we are, about our, our, our self-worth, about, I feel like every person has this inner hum along our nervous system, which is, I'm not good enough or I'm too much, right? And it sort of hums along and it's what triggers us into fight or flight. And then there's also freeze and spawn, like we get triggered into the hot mess reaction where we take on too much where we fall into anger, where we're ready to fight somebody, where we're ready to punch somebody, where we freeze and we leave our body completely, or where we just are in like, like in total people pleasing, I can make everybody happy mode, right? All of these are a fight or flight reaction that come from this inner hum that we have. And when we can get clear on changing and having a choice about the hum that is in our nervous system, the more control, the more power, and the more choices we have. Oh, yes. And again, I think we're circling back to what are you grateful for and what can you recognize in yourself? Even if it's not a high vibrational thing, it's okay. We're human and we're not going to be in this place of everything's great. I'm so happy. And no, it's not real. We're women. We have a cycle. We don't have a 24 hour clock like men do. We need to recognize that it's, we're going to have, you know, days where we are actually happy. We have great energy and we're motivated. We're inspired. We feel creative. And we're going to have days where we don't feel any of that. And we're going to sit on the couch maybe and watch Netflix and that's okay too. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, like I said, it may change, like you maybe wake up and you're like, I and then it's crappy mood today. Like it's just one of those days where I'm snappy with everyone. And like, the more you can be gentle with yourself and like, okay, it's my body communicating something with me. Again, going back to that communication and like, what is she communicating? What is it that I need more of? Maybe I just need a drink. Maybe I need a snack. Maybe I need a nap. Like if we treated ourselves more like toddlers, we would probably be doing better. I love that. And I get all the time. I'm like, okay, do I need, I really try to, you know, I haven't been drinking for a while. So I'm like, okay, do I need like a non alcoholic beverage? Do I need like a, I have my little sparkling waters that I put into a wine glass. I'm like, do I need that? Do I need some chocolate? So yes, we need to just embrace the inner child. And I totally agree. We can learn a lot from our inner children and just playing with her and asking and being okay with what did you, you know, what, like, what did you believe when you were little or what does, 
your seven-year-old need in her life right now. And so I love that you talk about that too. It's so great. I think in terms too of asking, you asked like, how do I work with the chakras? I think every chakra sort of has a different archetype attached to it. So the, the root chakra is really inner child. So we'll do a lot of inner child work with second chakra. It's your divine feminine. And you, you have an actual entity that will come forth. That is, that is your divine feminine and sacral chakra work can be so intense because so many women have experienced abuse and they've experienced horrible sexual, their experiences have been traumatic. There's so much trauma that we store in the sacral chakra. And so it can be a really confronting chakra to work with, but it also is the center of desire and pleasure and creativity and our emotions. And it, when you awaken it, it is such a beautiful space to play in. Mm-hmm. It can be such a, I did a, a course and everyone, um, once we did sacral chakra, they were like, it's the dance party chakra. And I was like, I love that there's that connection to the sacral, not just as trauma, but as a dance party, as fun, as creative, as getting dressed up and being sexy and sensual and like partying and having fun and dancing. Oh, that's fun. The the third chakra is really the space of like the goddess that is, and that is usually um, associated is, is Diana. So like Wonder Woman, like this is your Wonder Woman self. This is again, that radiance and that brightness and that brilliance that that we want to share with the world and, and unlocking it can be as easy as, as asking a woman to brag, but it can also be about sharing your shame about shame cannot live in the, in the light. So when we, all of the things that we find are so dark and like, we are really sure that if anyone found out, they would not love us. Mm. When we share that with women and all of a sudden they love us anyway, and you're surrounded by this intense, just uncomplicated, unconditional love. You're like, (gasps) you know, I am lovable. Like maybe it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's so much forgiveness too, which has to do with heart, but also has to do with yourself because we forgive other people mm-hmm. so easily. And we like really work on that. There are not many people who talk about forgiving yourself. And so you go back to the aspect of yourself that fell to their knees, that, you know, during a breakup, you fall to your knees, your heart is broken in a million pieces. You forgive the, the guy or the person, but do you forgive the woman who cracked, oh who my broke, God. yes, mm-hmm. who fell apart? Do you go back and hold her and pull her back into your experience? Because doing that is this, like, that's, that is the goddess. That is like becoming the goddess is that every single goddess story has a death in it of some kind and torture and trauma and this like insane pulling and being ripped apart. And coming back into their power because they've overcome that, that is solar plexus. Like that's what you get from pulling this together and then shining it out. Oh my gosh. And then heart. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And then heart is really, um, it's love, it's forgiveness, it's, it's compassion, but it's also grief, right? Grief really lives in the heart and being able to breathe through and experience and let go of grief and let it let it really 
be what it is, right? Because grief can be one of the most intense, hardest emotions to ever sort of overcome. And it comes with heartbreak. It comes with death. It comes with, it comes with so many aspects. There's even a part of our cycle that has a bit of grieving in it, right? So the luteal phase of our cycle where we don't get pregnant, we lose the egg, it drops off and we start to, you know, go into our period. There is a, there's a grief that our body feels. I think. So in our, in our cycle, there's a time where you'll feel a lot more grief come up and there's grieving in every aspect of what we do in each transition and change that we go through. Choosing something means that we give something else up. So there's a grief around that as well. So I think grief is something that if we could engage more with it, we would be of more service to each other, to each other as we're grieving, but also to ourselves of being able to like really live and breathe through the grief. And again, it's something that um, the, sh the element of the heart is air. And the best way to overcome grief is breath mm. is to just keep breathing. And it's really the only way like there's, you know, there's so many different things that you can do. But like, breath is the only thing that really takes you through. And like, every you just everything. Yes, agreed. Keep breathing. And then throat is really true. Like, and throat is emotional truth, but it's also your bigger truth. But the emotional truth can be so overwhelming and so big, but it's also volatile. So it's like throwing emotional, emotional truth at someone can be really detrimental to your relationship with them, right? Because honestly, we would love for everyone to have their chakras wide open. We talk to them, we do whatever, the energy flows through them. They take what they need, they let go of what they don't need, right? That's what we want from our chakras. But everybody has trauma. They all have these different core beliefs about themselves. They all have these different things flowing through. So when we express our emotional truth, it can sound like anger and frustration. And it's like, so your husband doesn't do the dishes and you're like, you lazy son of a gun. Like, I can't believe you, you let me down again. You never do what you say you're going to do. You're dumb and you're ugly and you suck, right? like oh like and and it's not very motivating to do the dishes either when someone talks to you that way right but if you can get through that emotional and I and so I always say like you don't want to hold that in either like you don't want to not express your emotion or or spiritually bypass it and be like I'm so evolved I don't feel this way when you're really pissed with your piss be pissed but how do you express that so express it you can scream into a pillow you can yell in your car you can talk, do talk therapy you can sing or chant or write it down and speak it out loud but like there's something so powerful about the breath being the way of processing emotion so actually getting your emotional truth out because I think a lot of us stuff it down and I find it so fascinating that the thyroid can either be hypo or hyper just like our voice can either be too much or too little so like we don't want to, our thyroid is affecting every single cell in our body. And so if you're holding emotion in your thyroid, you're now showering every single cell in your body with that emotion, which is why when we're holding something back, we start to feel so crappy. Like we just start to feel awful. And when we finally get it out, it's like, there's this huge release in our body. Um, so it becomes a difference between, so your husband, like your partner doesn't do the dishes and you're pissed. You get that emotion out 
by screaming in your car or screaming into a pillow or yelling at a tree or whatever it takes. And then to your husband, your partner, you can say, look, you didn't do the dishes and I just feel really unsupported in this relationship. Completely different conversation, right? And something that they can respond to and go, oh my gosh, like I really want to support you. If doing the dishes is the way to do that, I'm in, I can do that. Like that's easy. And now I don't have to worry about that. I suck and I'm stupid and I'm ugly and I'm all these other things that I may not be able to do anything about. <laughs> oh, I just feel unsupported. Great. Like I can, I can do that. I love that. So it's being like, I think it's a way of being really clear with our needs, with what, with what it is that we need. And it may be clumsy because it's emotional, right? So I'm really experiencing this in my own relationship is that I have been one of those people who's like spiritually bypassed it. I'm like, I'm more evolved. I don't need to be upset with my husband. He's had a bad day. I can hold space and compassion for him. And the same, and he's hurt my feelings. And I haven't said it and I haven't expressed it. And I, I now am looking at having some hypothyroid go on. Despite like all of the things that I've been doing, I'm still like, okay. So I'm getting to look at this and be like, wow, where have I held my voice back? Mm-hmm. And so he and I are getting to like really work in this. And he's being so good in saying, even if I'm doing it clumsily, even if I'm doing it in ways that he could get his feelings hurt, because I always preface it with like, this is my, this is my emotional truth. And it may or may not have anything to do with my actual truth. And he's like, I can hold space for that. And the other day I had this like outpouring of like, I just don't want to hold this in anymore. Like it's, it's made me, you know, like really depleted. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like he, and it's, it's so wonderful when you can find someone to hold space for your emotional truth, but it's hard. It's it hard is to hard. Find that oh my goodness. Well, yes, because we're so hurt or we're so, we assume, we actually assume so much about how the other person's going to react. And so then we just stuff it down and we stuff it down. And like you said, we spiritual bypass it. And then you actually create, you create energy and just gets stuck in your body and then you create disease. And then at that point, now you're really in a bad place because you've got other things yeah. as a result of that. So I love that you, you know, said that as an example, which I think we can all relate to in some way, whether you're married, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you, we, we struggled with this, this simple task of just telling our partner what we need on a day to day. I think sometimes too, we don't even know, like we are so caught in the emotion. We just know we're mad and we know it's their fault, (laughs) but we don't realize it's because we feel unsupported by them. We don't realize the reason that they're, that them not doing the dishes is so triggering for us is because we don't feel supported by them. It's not about the dishes. dishes. (laughs) Exactly. Like we're feeling insecure in our relationship with them or whatever it is. And it, it can be work relationships. It can be roommates. It can be any relationships that you have, once there's an emotional entanglement, we, again, we are like, Oh, oh, I don't want to take it out on this person. I work with them. Mm -hmm. But if you can like go to the break room or whatever, and just be like, (laughs) and then go to them and be like, look, like you didn't finish the project. It's, it's like triggering me because it's pulling up feeling like I'm being taken advantage of. And I know maybe that's not in your intention, but like, that's how I feel. So how can we work this out? Mm-hmm. Which is better than being like, oh, you're ugly and you're dumb and you're stupid. Or like going to your supervisor and be like, I can't work with that person there. You know what I mean? Or responding to snappy and the really sarcastic email, which is going to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of the emotional things. So they, like the throat is 
Oh my gosh. So, so powerful. It is, it is who we are. And the element is ether, which again, I find so fascinating because ether isn't really a thing, right? But it is. And it's a really powerful thing. Just like our voice isn't, I can't like hand you my voice, but who I am, especially as you're listening to this podcast, everything you know about me is coming from my voice. You guys don't know anything else about, about me, except what I've told you with my voice. And you can hear the emotion. You can hear whatever else is coming out of that voice. Yes, agree. It's powerful. It's big. Okay, we've got. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, shock, your third eye chakra is your connection to your intuition. Mm-hmm. So we all have the inner mean girls, right? We all have those mean girl voices that are like, "You're too much of this, and you're not enough of this, and you should be doing this." Nah. I've only talked to one woman who didn't have that. <laughs> And she was, I was like, okay, well, I think you're the anomaly. I think everyone else relates to having mean girl voices in their head. But we also have that deeper intuitive voice that says, oh, you are beautiful and amazing and awesome and so powerful. You are on the right path. And sometimes we're on our knees when we hear that voice. Again, that voice comes in sometimes when like we just can't listen to the mean girls anymore. We're like, I give up. I don't know what else to do. But all of a sudden this intuition, this powerful this is your higher self who comes in and is like you've got this girl get up like so which voice do we want to amplify mm-hmm. we want to amplify our intuition the mean girls never really go away again there's sort of that internal hum that we have as humans that tells us we're not enough the mean girls amplify that and our higher self our intuition will always tell us no you've got this you're beautiful and you like you are powerful and you are awesome. So I want to listen to my awesome voice, like that voice that tells me how great I'm doing. Um, and yeah, this is definitely our connection to. So when I do work, we, you meet your higher self, like you get to meet your higher self and, and see what she looks like, see what she sounds like. And higher selves are like, they're the coolest. <laughs> I don't know if you've worked on, on the higher self or discovering your higher self, but every higher self I've met is like the funniest, sassiest, like, oh, the boss. so good. The boss, babe. And she is confident. Yeah. I do Reiki healing. And yeah. when I do that, that I always bring in that, that, that inner goddess who hasn't quite encompassed the present moment yet. And I always make, not make, sorry. I always suggest that the two people meet now and they hug each other and it's so freaking beautiful because she's there she's present with all of us and we just need to learn to love her and listen to her because we all have the power to listen to that inner knowing and inner guidance yeah and it's I love introducing people to their higher selves too and just seeing the way that reacts because some people are like oh yeah like and the way that they talk about them. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Like, and some people, I didn't like my higher self when I first met her. I was like, what? This bitch. Like, because she was telling me to get over something that I didn't want to get over. And she mm-hmm. was like, very much right on. And I was like, oh, I'm so resistant to this information. And like, now, oh, she's like, the, she's the coolest. <laughs> so I love introducing people to their higher selves. And, and for them to get to experience that, on like where they get to see them and talk to them because your higher self is always with you. Like you can connect to it without me, but I love to do the meditation where we get to meet the higher self and get to talk about it. 
Mm. And then the the crown chakra is really your connection to the divine, which my latest like download about higher about the divine is a we always have access to the divine. So you always have you are always loved completely by God, by source, by the universe, by whatever your words are for this, right? But it's also we as humans are so powerful. We always talk about how we were created in God's image, but we actually created God in our image. Like humans did that. They were able to take this idea and make this being and they're like, and he created us in his image. No, no, no. That was, that's the, it's the other way around. And so to me, this divine energy comes from inside of us and then we share it like as we connect but the divine, that connection is so important because it means that we are loved. And it, again, means that we are enough, that we are met. And I found it, again, in a very roundabout way through the HPA axis. So through the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis is where I like found God and found source and found the divine. Because in every story that you hear of people like really being on their knees, of really feeling like I was at the bottom, I had six weeks to live every single story where the person survives goes something like I didn't know what else to do I gave it up to source mm -hmm. I gave it up to God I gave it up to a higher power and it's in that letting go that we start to heal and it's it's just to me this amplification of how available the divine love is for us and we don't have to earn it. We don't have to do anything. All we have to do is just be open to surrendering and like letting go of control and yeah. saying like, yeah, I like got, the universe has got me. The universe has my back completely. And like the, the part that I'm trying to convey that I don't think I'm quite getting because <laughs> it's still a really new concept is that it's not just an external coming in, but it's also an internal that is coming out of us. So there's like this meeting and this like outpouring. If you guys, if you guys could see me, I'm like making this big circle above my head and like up through my heart. Yes. It's this like fountaining of energy that comes in and also goes outward. Okay. So that was a beautiful, first of all, I really love your description of the chakras and I don't think I've heard it quite like that ever. So love that so much. And I think everybody needs to listen to that for that reason alone, because many individuals, when they talk about the chakra system, they're very basic and they, they don't talk about the emotions that are incorporated and the way it impacts us on a daily basis. So thank you for that. That was, that was seriously wonderful. So thank you. How so you've created these beautiful oils that you intuitively figured out how to blend or which blends to put in. So I know you've got various oils for various chakras. And are they designed to help balance these chakras out or help ground you in? How how can people use these lovely oils so, as well? Yeah. So um we tend again to think of chakras as something that you can do individually, right? Like, oh, I really have issues with my heart chakra. So I really need to work on my heart chakra. But the thing is, if you're working on one thing, you're working on everything, just like your endocrine system, right? If you're working on one hormone, even if you're working on 
your thyroid, you're also working on your adrenals, you're working on your ovaries, you're working on your pancreas. All of those things are the reason that your thyroid is depleted in the first place. So chakras are the same way, is that if you're working on one chakra, you're working on all of them. So I incorporate all of the oils. I usually tell people to put them on. All of the chakra blends at the same time, from the bottom to the top, is more of an ascension. So feeling, again, going from that like really primal, basic survival up to the divine. And this more of an ascension, sort of aligning, connecting, and getting into your I like to talk about it like a symphony. Our body is a symphony, right? So all of the chakras and all of the glands are all of the instruments. If your instruments are out of tune, your symphony is not going to sound very good, mm-hmm. right? Like it's going to it's gonna really struggle to, to hit all the notes and to hit all the cues and to, to be in the right timing. And at the same time, like if you're the pituitary gland is the conductor of your symphony, right? If we're looking at the endocrine system that... If he shows up drunk, your pituitary gland or your connection to the divine is not intact. The instruments aren't going to really know what to do. So I use the oils as a way of really tuning up your instruments so that the symphony that is you is as beautiful and complete and harmonious as you are and as you intend to be. So I use all of the chakra blends all at the same time. Um, And you can use them or more of an ascension kind of feeling connecting in and, and being centered in your body, or you can do more of a manifestation. Mm. So you can go from the top to the bottom where you bring in the divine inspiration. You start to see it in your third eye. You start to speak it and it comes into your heart. You start to love it. It comes into your solar plexus where you start to feel confident that it's coming to you. It comes into sacral where you gestate it and then you birth it. Mm. Um, so you can use these oils, these blends in those, but I usually tell people that you want to use all of the oils in each session, right? So if you are doing a manifestation, use them all. If you're doing more of an ascension, use them all. And these oils, this sounds so crazy, but they're magic. Um, they come out at different rates for different people. So I've sold hundreds of these kits. Everybody runs out of their different oils at different times. And they're like, I don't think I'm using any more on the chakra than on any other one. And I go, you're not, but they're coming out at different rates. So I've seen this happen for people where they will use the throat chakra and be like, whoa, that one comes out really fast. I'm like, for you, it does. Like right. what's going on with your thyroid? <laughs> and 100% of the time they're like, oh yeah, this is like, I have this. I just went to the doctor. I have hypothyroid. Blah, blah, blah. And so I can always tell by the ones that you run out of quickest what you're really lacking. Oh, I know where you're most depleted. And it, it always has to do like, I've now started doing sessions for people who have run out of their different ones. I'm like, do you want to do a session and find out like what's happening? And it's fascinating how our body responds so quickly to what's happening to us emotionally and energetically. So when we talk about the chakra, I'm like, yeah, so that's why your ovaries are more, are, are more depleted right now. Mm, Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And all the things. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. So that was a lot of information. And if you're listening, it was a lot of information. <laughs> replay this, write it down, save it for later, but so good and so needed. I know you also have a retreat coming up in May. So tell yes. us all the details. Okay. I'm so excited. This is Hot Mess to Goddess, Hot Springs Retreats 2.0. 
Um, we go to the San Luis Valley, which is powerful energy with the mountains all around um, at Joyful Journey Hot Springs, which it was a hot springs that was very, very sacred to the Native Americans. And the waters there are so healing and so, so beautiful. And the space that they've created is a wonderful retreat space. There's a labyrinth that we can walk through. There's a greenhouse. There's a yurt that will be our private yurt where we will do yoga every morning with chakra chanting. And then that's where we'll do a lot of the, it really creates this beautiful sisterhood of people where, again, there's so much healing that we do together. And again, when you watch someone find her light and turn it on, all of a sudden you want to match your light to hers. And so last year we had women who came in who um, came in in various states of feeling hot mess, right? But there was one woman in specific who came in and she left a completely different person. <laughs> like She was unrecognizable. The way that she came in, she was so tired and she'd had so many struggles in her life. She'd just been going through a divorce. She was struggling with her teenage daughter. She wasn't sure where she was going to be working. By the time she left, she was like, I'm moving to a new state. I'm getting a new job. I'm able to say goodbye to my ex-husband and my daughter is coming with me. And like, it was absolutely incredible the transformation that she went through. So we work on all of the chakras in a lot of the different things that I've told you, but I give you very specific techniques and meditations. Um, and there are lots of gifts along the way, amazing food, the staff at Joyful Journey provides the food. So it's an all-inclusive, you get your room and board, um, plus all of your meals paid for um, are taken care of for you. And then um, it's just, it's a really, really beautiful experience. Oh. And you get anointed in the essential oils all day long. Mm, it sounds absolutely freaking magical. Okay. And I will have that link in the show notes if somebody is interested. And is it an application process? Do they need to connect with you first to make sure it's a good fit? Um, they are more than welcome to, but they can also just register through the link. Okay. So great. there will be, there's different payment options for them too. So there's a pay in full. And then I have, think I have like three different payment options for people. Mm, love that. Oh, so excited. Okay. So all of that information in the show notes. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you to work with you, either one-on-one -on -one or buy one of your oil kits or whatever we talked about, because we talked about a lot, how can people connect yeah. with you? Where do you show up the most right now? Um, right now I show up the most on Facebook and I have um, a group called Hot Mess to Goddess. And like try, I try to pop in a couple of times a week and just say what's going on. Um, I also have an oils group that is Mindful Essentials group. I'm on Instagram, not super consistently, I'm getting there, but I'm on Instagram as mindful.essentials. And then my website is mindful-essentials.com. But really the best way is just to like show up in my inbox and say, hey, I just want to, and I'll offer anybody who's listening to this podcast a 30-minute free consult and we'll do a chakra reading or talk hormones or whatever it is that you want. Um, and yeah, all you have to do is just say that I heard you on the podcast and I really want to connect. Mm, oh my gosh. Thank you. That is awesome. What a great gift. Oh, okay. Wow. I am like looking at the clock. I'm like, how did the, how did the time just fly by? We could talk for hours. I just love everything. So, oh, thank you so much for 
scheduling this with me for this beautiful conversation, for sharing your magic. You clearly are seriously such a gift and thank you for doing what you're doing more. There needs to be more of you out here in the world. So thank you. I feel the same about you times 10. So thank you. Thank you for including me. Thank you for seeing me, inviting me and just for everything that you're doing. It's so beautiful. And it's so fun to be part of that. Yay. Oh, okay. Well, if you are listening, I hope you gained something from this podcast because we went deep and we had oh such great knowledge that was shared today. If you could, as I always say, please do us a solid and you know, share this online so others can hear about it or send it to a friend. I am now on Apple Podcasts as of today, which is quite exciting. I've been lagging on doing that. So text this to a friend. I'm sure she would love to hear it. And again, thank you for coming with your beautiful self. And let's see, what is one last thing? Okay. I always try to end on a really high note. So what is one tip you would leave with our listeners on how they can meet in their glow, which is now going to be the title of this episode. Oh, I love that. Um, I want, I want to say it's really look at the places that you haven't wanted to look before, look into the shadows, look into, look into those things that bring up the most shame that bring up the deepest shame find that place of loving that part of yourself of accepting it it doesn't even have to be love but just like an extension of an olive branch of like I see you I see you and I feel you like there's so much to be gained from from going deep into the shadow from getting deep into the places that you think aren't beautiful or lovable those are actually your most powerful points those those are what make you so powerfully, so beautifully, so profoundly you are those experiences that you're trying to hide, that you're trying to avoid, that you don't want to share, but that is where you're going to connect with your glow. And again, when you connect, you give permission to everyone else to glow. Oh my goodness. I'm getting full body chills. That was the most beautiful way to end this episode. So Crystal, thank you. Thank you again. And if you were listening, Have a beautiful day.